0: I'm Jeff Sheesby, a.k.a. The Old Man Who Bets. And I'm Anthony Latino, a.k.a. The Odds Fellow. And this is Short Term High Volatility Investments, your one-stop shop for sports betting and insights, no matter what season is in full swing. And now, let's cash some tickets. What's going on, world? This is Short Term High Volatility Investments. My name is Jeff Sheesby, a.k.a. The Old Man Who Bets, alongside my main man, Ant Latino. You know him as the Odds Fellow. Ant, talk to the good people. Happy Wednesday, baby.
1: Happy to be live. We wanted to work through some of the technical difficulties, but most importantly, we wanted to get this sweet brick background flowing because, you know, like brick by brick, we build bet by bet
0: damn right brick by brick bet by bet the color scheme of the bricks behind me and the wall and the graphics not exactly where we need them to be but we're working on it it's the first time we've ever gone live with the podcast which we're pretty pumped about of course this will still be released still be cut up tomorrow uh, what 8am or so it usually is live by on early. Spotify on Apple Music uh, where, wherever you get your podcast essentially but for those of you who don't know who we are we're two guys who love sports we love data uh, obviously we're, we're chatting with the 137 p.m. crowd right here as well as some of our our followers so thank you to everybody who tunes in thank you to everybody that listens to the podcast weekly thank you to everybody that hit the follow button and thank you and thank us for everybody that's been riding our picks lately we're 11 two and one on our last or all of our NFL picks on this podcast two
1: through five
0: yep yeah we skipped week one on the podcast because we were doing uh, futures on that one but uh so far so good you know I think that's um let me check my notes profitable and uh hopefully (laughs) we can keep building it on it on it this week brick by brick Brick by brick, bet by bet. But anyway, we've got a great show for you guys today, or at least we think so. A couple of terrible jokes about the weather that we'll get into in just a second. But mostly going to be focusing on week six. Um, again, coming off a big week five, um, you know, <laughs> the, the train just keeps rolling, man. You know, I love it. I mean, we talked about this last week, but I think so interesting. Um, I've had some, some wildly volatile weeks, obviously went four and zero last on Sunday, four and one with, with the Monday game, um, which was great. But you know, I, I've found at least throughout the season so far that the, 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 picks that I talk about on this show, which are well vetted that I spend a ton of time going in are, are way more profitable than the ones that I had 1155, I'm like, fuck, I should probably play the. Cowboys again this week. Uh, and, you know, just one of those things that prior preparation prevents poor performance. Amazing what happens when you stick to your guns, choose your spots uh, and bet wisely.
1: No, I've enjoyed breaking it down. It also gives us a chance to put some notes in, compare some things. So you get some different angles too. I mean, I have learned your style and, and that's happened because you and I have jammed on a lot of different things, but it's one thing I would recommend to anyone that's new or experienced in gambling. There might be an angle, a stat a trend, just something you haven't looked at a game for. I've learned so much over the last few years uh, just interacting with people on gambling Twitter, uh, obviously doing this type of show and, you know, really finding some of those different spots and how you might break something down. It's also different league by league um, and and different season to season. we got a little guns picks in the chat, so we do have the chat up. Um, you know, we'll definitely look for questions from you guys. Feel free to drop some of them in there. Um, and we'll try to get things answered, comments, you know, interact, have fun, get in there.
0: Hell yeah. I didn't realize there was a a comment section there. Uh, Emmett, what's good. I can see you. Jose, Mazi, Vaishak, uh, uh, everybody here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we can see you and we can now also see your comments. Uh, randomized GG, what's going on? Um, And and I think you bring up such a good point there, man. You know, it's so interesting how you handicap games, how I handicap games, how the great Fusini handicaps games, how Guns Picks in the chat handicaps games, how my main man Sharky Water Nation caps games. And, you know, we have a lot of conflict at times because we all see things a little bit differently. And, you know, I think it's just so important to remember that it's, it's a building process, right? We joke bet by bet, brick by brick, whatever you want it to be. There's always room to grow, always room to continue learning, getting better. Uh, And and hopefully leading to more profits again, not a get rich quick scheme as much as I love a good 16 parlay as as much as the next guy that is not a profitable endeavor uh, over a long period of time. So we do it one at a time. I know you fluctuate units every now and again. I'm usually one unit, uh, but nonetheless, a little bit of this, a little bit of that and, and all going towards the same goal, which is beating the books together. So all good things.
1: Oh, yeah. So any big week five reactions, surprises, you know. Things for you before we dive into some week six best bets and some picks?
0: You know, I don't have anything too much on week five, but I do think on this week six betting board that I think a lot of the lines are indicating that perhaps the teams we have seen through weeks one through five aren't the teams that Vegas is expecting us to see in the future, right? We have somehow the Bengals only minus three. We've got the Steelers at minus five and a half. They've looked like one of the worst teams in the league for five weeks straight. Seahawks, you know who knows right? is their defense good? Is their defense bad? Could Jamal Adams cover anybody? Probably not, but that for me I think is is almost more surprising and, and more telling than some of my overreactions, underreactions kind of across the- across the board but uh what were your biggest biggest takeaways from week five?
1: No, I think pretty similar I mean um you know you had a lot of good team bad team type of matchups, and those things kind of played out you know i obviously this is not me looking at the the lines and favorites versus um you know, underdogs in terms of who covered. Cause I'm sure that was mm-hmm. kind of split, but when you just kind of run down some of the box scores, you know, it was almost very chalky, um, in a lot of places. And then some of those tougher matchups or coin flip type games, you know, could, you know, kind of went either way, but you know, look at the Cowboys routing the giants, kind of what everyone expected and probably where the mm-hmm. public was right. Um, the Titans, you know, routing the Jags again, good team, bad team. We were all, luckily on that Titan spot, but 37, 19, not close. Um, you know i think some of the some of the games that were a little bit more surprising were probably that ravens and
0: that comeback
1: um, but I mean you know the most electric
0: game of the season so far yeah Unbelievable. absolutely couldn't get the my Ravens. minus seven cover of course yeah. but from an entertainment's <laughs> point of view that thing was absolutely electric
1: yeah and the Ravens seem to be in a, in a game like that every single week the other big one that I did enjoy that you know hopefully some people saw it was obviously on the west coast was the Browns at Chargers two AFC playoff contenders um, you know with the Chargers probably a team that has exceeded expectations the Browns I think meeting expectations and playing a tough schedule we'll, we'll mm-hmm. touch on them a little bit later uh, but 46 742 final i could not believe that i couldn't get the plus two and a half cover um you know they ended up pushing eckler into the end zone because it was the only way the browns were going to get the ball back i'm i'm sitting there praying for the field goal just take a knee just finish this thing and you had the rare defensive line everybody on the defensive front pushing this guy into the end zone
0: (laughs) great for fantasy owners not great for my main man Ant latino and I, i think something with week five here is Yeah, I think we have an idea of maybe who the good teams are. I think the question of does this team suck or are they okay is a bigger question. And I'm looking at teams like, I don't know, where do we even start? The Saints, are they good? Washington, are they good? The Eagles, are they good? Panthers, are they good? The Steelers, are they good? The Bengals, Bengals, are they good? Are the Bears good? Are the yeah. Raiders bad? Uh, are the Niners good? I mean, you see a lot start of to these. Unfold. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who the hell knows, right? One week, they're great. The next week, they're the worst team in the league. They shouldn't even be on the JV football team uh, practice field, for God's sakes. But, um, you know, again, this is one of those things that I think we can use Vegas to, to their lines to, to help guide us towards profit. So we'll see. Where do we want to start on week six?
1: Let's uh let's dive right into one of your plays and uh you know maybe a team that I kind of like a little bit that I like to talk about that you might see some memorabilia
0: somewhere behind The me. Dallas maybe it's, Cowboys perhaps maybe
1: maybe a Tony Romo signed football I don't know just saying Oh hell yeah
0: it. one of the great greatest placeholders <laughs> in the history of of football <laughs> uh, but the Cowboys Ooh. man great place to start right what are they 5 and 0 against the spread here yep. I faded them in week 1 I've been riding them ever since so 4 and 1 on the Cowboys and you know, let's just get this out of the way. I'm a Patriots fan. So this is a tough one for me. So this is an emotional
1: hedge is what you're telling me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that it's more surprising that I'm willing to bet against my own team. Uh, But again, you know, you can't bet with your heart. You got to bet with your head. We're all about data, a little bit of art, a little bit of science. And I think the data backs this one. Pretty good. Pretty good. Ant. So Um, Let's dive in, right? For everybody watching here that hasn't seen us before, we like to focus on a few different metrics. Two of them are DVOA and Dave. DVOA is defensive value over average. Uh, And Dave is essentially the same thing, but taking into account preseason expectations. So Dave, Dave, DVOA is is looking at essentially how your team is better than the rest of the other teams, right? So we're using that ranking one to 32. There's an offensive DVOA, there's a defensive DVOA, there's a special teams DVOA. We like to look at offensive defense there. And then juxtapose that with Dave, which right now is 65% preseason expectations, 35% actual performance. So it gives you a little bit of a, a regression candidate. Are they going to be better or are they going to be worse? We're going to look at that, right? So coming into this Cowboys game, uh, defensive DVOA, number six, Dave, number 12, you could say that they're maybe overachieving a little bit, but this defense has looked pretty good. Patriots defense, the opposite, right? Nine DVOA, number four in terms of Dave. But nonetheless, between six and 12, four and nine, I think that's a little bit of a wash for me, right? I'm not over indexing or, or, or overvaluing or undervaluing either of those. But when we look at the offensive side of here, boy, do we see. And even a chasm. one thing on
1: the, on the defense before you get into it the, Hit the it. takeaways margin. Um, is really something mm-hmm. the Cowboys have changed this year under Dan Quinn that they weren't doing it. previously, right? You know, you look at Diggs, uh, a corner that a lot of teams, I think, are going to stop throwing, too. He's a bit of a ball hawk, mm-hmm. you know, reminds me of Ed Reed in that regard a little bit, you know, chasing things down. He's always kind of in position to, to jump a play. Um, that's been huge for that defense and something that you haven't seen as a Cowboys fan the last few years.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Dan Quinn, neither here nor there, not something I'm going to get too deep into here, but has historically had at least for three quarters, the That's Patriots' right. number. Was it Tom Brady's number? Was it the Patriots' number? I suppose uh, we will see. But they did play, of course, and cover against uh, the Bucs in, in week one here. So um, long story short, with those numbers, you know, I, we're seeing a, a very large discrepancy in terms of offensive output versus uh, between these two teams, right? So w- with that considered, I thought this line once again felt pretty small. And you know, again, as a Patriots fan, I watch all of their games. I'd like to be critical about them. I think this is overinflated based on how they played the Bucks, and I think if you watched that game from start to finish, I'm sure people did. It was one pouring rain, two Tom Brady missed. I have five wide open receivers that would have been massive chunk plays, and the best drive that the Patriots had, maybe outside of the the two minute drill there in in the in the, uh, in, the in the hurry up, uh, had two defensive uh, pass interference's on it, for like 45 yards. So I think that people are overinflating this Patriots team. Um, And I think, honestly, that obviously I lost that bet. I was on the Bucs. But I think on a beautiful, sunny fall day up in New England, out in Foxborough, I think the Patriots would have gotten blown out. So, um, you know, let's look at the Patriots team here for a second. They put up 16 points, specifically their offense. This is offense is ranked 24th in the league. They put up 16 against the Dolphins, who currently have the 24th ranked defense, 25 on the Jets, currently the 21st ranked defense, 13 on the Saints. That's fine. That's the number three defense. 17 on the Bucks, the number 17 defense, and 25 on the Texans. Not very good either, right? So all of those things are kind of middle-of-the-ground offensive outputs, um, which I think is going to be a concern because when you look uh, <laughs> at who they've played here, it's consistently below average defenses. And this offense is ranking number 24 in the league while playing consistently below average defenses. That is a major red flag for me. You know, we look at the other side of the ball here. Of course, this Patriots defense has looked pretty good as they do every year. Belichick of course is, is great at that. Um but their strength of schedule is number 31st in the league on the defensive side of things so perhaps that's a little uh <laughs> a little bit of a, a red flag too allowing 22 points to the texans hmm, don't love that by any means but you know i think uh when we're looking at the 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 cowboys offense here something really stands out to me ants And that is is that they have beaten you any way they need to. If it's through the air, they'll beat you. If it's on the ground, they'll beat you. And, you know, looking at similarly ranked defenses, this Patriots defense is number eight against the pass, number 22 against the run for overall ninth, right? So looking through who they've played, The Bucs, great against the run, number three. They scored 29 points, most of those in the air. The Chargers, number 11 versus the pass, tough game on the road. They still score 20. That's more than the Patriots scored most weeks. The Eagles at number 11 overall, this is a team that throws up 40, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, 41, excuse me. And the Panthers, which is my favorite correlate here, they're number two overall with a number 28 strength of schedule. That's very similar to the Patriots being, you know, a top 10 ranked defense but with a very poor strength of schedule. They put up 36 and the similarities there Ant, go even deeper. You look at the defense here, Carolina, number two, overall, new England, number nine, overall, Number two against the pass, number eight against the pass, number 12 against the rush, number 22 against the rush, number 28 strength of schedule, number 31 strength of schedule. So in theory, this Carolina defense has the exact same ratios, right, of being good against the run, bad against the pass, or was it vice versa, either way. And the Patriots are just worse than that. So if they put up 36 against a Carolina Panthers defense, what are they going to do against this New England Patriots defense? I think they're going to score a whole lot of points. Yeah, I think one
1: of the problems this year too is Belichick has yet to really unleash Mac. You don't know if that's a, you know, Mac limitation thing. Is it just Belichick protecting a rookie quarterback? Maybe doing the best job with rookie quarterbacks compared to, you know, some of the struggles around the rest of the league uh, with how Mm -hmm. those guys are performed. Um, So I don't disagree with you on the shootout mentality of just will they have enough horses to keep up or get stops right? And even if they get some stops and it's a slightly better defense or Belichick, the mastermind, has a good defensive game plan. You know, can they really get enough stops and then score on the other side of the ball? So uh, I tend to agree with you. 5-0 and against the spread is tough to continue to replicate. So the regression is coming at some point. Um, you know, if Vegas figures it out. But like you said, this kind of starts as a short line. My one counter and big question for you, you know, how do you factor in head coaching? Because obviously I do think there's a head coaching discrepancy with Mike McCarthy versus... Mm-hmm the man himself bill belichick but does that factor into when you look at a game
0: uh you know i think that's obviously factored into the line so i'm just trusting vegas so i'm not going too deep on that i think the only like i don't know call it above and beyond metric that i blindly bet is tom brady's 58.3 (laughs) percent cover rate right you know i think what's interesting here is and i was talking to some of my fellow patriots fans where we go deep (laughs) and they were like you know the patriots in a game like this trying to shut down a good offense historically would be a ground and pound to open up the play action, but they have looked terrible when they've been pounding and pounding the ball. They've been at their best when they've been a hurry up offense here. Um, and you know, quite frankly, if this gets into a shootout, I don't think the Patriots can keep up. So it's kind of a damned. If you do damned, if you don't, you try to, I think they're going to put up points either way. Uh, and that's kind of, kind of sale of day.
1: Well, America's game of the week, probably maybe we might get a little Tony Romo on the call. You know, I don't know. I'll have to check that out and get back to you guys on if that's the official, official four twenty five start. But uh I'm excited, and I would like to transition from one NFC East team to another.
0: Let's oh, go. Bo's
1: jumping in with the strength of schedule. It has been trash. It has been trash. But you know, Chargers and Bucks. Um, you know, two tough games to open the year, and I like how they performed in both of those. You know, obviously going one and one, two and zero oh against the spread. So. Uh, yeah,
0: and anyway, Dallas is 22, strength of schedule overall. New England is 18, so if anything, that's still a flat comparison, yep. one in which that there's a huge discrepancy leaning towards this Dallas Cowboys offense.
1: Oh, yeah. So we are taking some chalk, some chalk, and uh, oh, yeah, some more chalk. Um, we're you know sitting down for a solid third-grade cursive writing session on the board. You know That's the amount of chalk that I want out there because I think I'm going to lay the points, and I'm going to take Kansas City, and the Chiefs, minus seven uh in Washington. So the Washington football team. Hopefully I don't screw this up and say the wrong word. You know, team. Yeah, name don't throughout. even think about yeah. it, dude. Yeah, shammy. Who's ever listening? M, just be ready to bleep this. But um <laughs> but, but yeah, we are going with Casey. And look, I think this is a really interesting spot for for a team that um, you know, some would say have struggled, right? Uh, obviously coming in as, you know, having Mahomes as the Super Bowl MVP favorite uh the Chiefs probably as the you know the favorite uh from from a Super Bowl perspective right right up there with the Bucs so when you look at this game um Kansas City has lost three games this year but they've lost really tough games to really good opponents the Ravens 36-35 the Chargers 30-24 and the Bills 38-20 The most recent beatdown that's just kind of sitting in everybody's, uh, you know, brain from Sunday night football uh, this Mm -hmm. past week. So the Ravens game, Baltimore comes in eighth in team DVOA, ninth offensively, twenty-second defensively. Uh, The Chargers eleventh overall, seventh offensively, eighteenth defensively. Buffalo first, twelfth on offense and first on defense. So you know, very good quality teams, quality opponents that they lost in a lot of you know close games. They had some chances to win, some chances to come back, sometimes dug themselves a bit of too much of a hole. Um, But now enter the best medicine you can find, right? And that's the Washington football team uh, sitting there at 19th from a team DVOA perspective, 13th mm-hmm. offensively, and I think, shockingly to a lot of people, 28th on defense. And that's really the issue of what I want to key in on here is how bad – that defense has been now somehow kansas city's defense is actually worse um mm-hmm. but it helps when you match up against an opponent that is having a lot of the same struggles offensively um you know to kind of counterpunch that right because when you look at again who kansas city lost and who they gave up big points to they were quality offenses right ravens chargers bills when you look at that offense for washington you know they come in 13th offensively from a DVO standpoint um, better than we expected. I think Heineke has done a serviceable job since Fitz sure. went out, yeah. but they again, similar to the way you were kind of breaking down the Pats and the Cowboys, you know, at least the Pats, I think can get some stops. I don't know how a 28th ranked defense uh, is going to get any stops against the first ranked offense in Kansas city. And then they're not going to be able to keep up with it from an offensive standpoint, even against a garbage Kansas city team. Now, How you kind of break that down even further and what jumped out to me and why, again, in the NFL, you're comfortable laying seven points, which is not always going to be the case, is Washington is actually 29th. They're even worse, right? So they're, they're, what I say, 28th overall. They're 29th against the pass from a defensive DVO standpoint. The Chiefs are Mm -hmm. first in that same category from an offensive metric, right? The Washington football team has given up 29 points to the Giants, who are 15th. Thirty-three points to New Orleans, ninth, and thirty points to Atlanta, who were twenty-fifth. Again, Kansas City is first. If you don't think Mahomes is going to try to get right in this situation and Andy Reid is going to get right in this situation, then you know you're you're definitely missing the boat. On again, a Washington football team defense that is underachieved. I don't know what you thought about them preseason coming in. Defensive line was hyped, you know.
0: Yeah, I thought they'd be way better than they are now, especially even looking at the, you know, 28th versus 17th in terms of Dave, um, you know, that is just, they've been a sieve, right? And and that's not what you want against a team like the Chiefs who need to win. I mean, question for you here, Ant, um, this is a Chiefs team that is seemingly allergic to covering games, right? You think that that's just an outlier here?
1: I do it's been an interesting trend, right? We should we gotta pull that stat up because I think we've talked about it on the last couple of pods and just see what they are over the last twenty, you know, fifteen or twenty games because it's bad. It's not a it's not a good number. Right. Um it's the opposite of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think one thing that I did like as kind of a good comp here was they came off a home loss uh, to Baltimore. No, sorry, to mm-hmm. to 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 the Chargers. The Baltimore game was in in Baltimore. So a home loss. They were in Kansas City. They lost to the Chargers, thirty to twenty four. The next week, where did they go? They traveled to an NFC East team to play a one o'clock game, on a minus seven line, and they beat down the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Seems like everybody uh, covering beat that down game. Philadelphia Eagles, though. Yeah. Exactly. The but, but I'll take it. Night, I'll take the day minus day. seven. I'll, I'll take yeah. the cover. They were up at halftime. Uh, I think they covered that game 42 to 30. They led halftime 21 uh, 13, which means they also covered the first half line in that game, which I think was somewhere between three and a half and four and a half, depending on the split. Um, so it's a very similar spot, right? Again, you're traveling at a conference, uh, obviously at a division to an NFC East team to play a one o'clock game and hopefully in a get right spot. Sitting and laying on the same line at minus seven, so I like that number. Um, I do think it's an opportunity for them to to get right. And when you even dig into, you know, just doubling back a little bit to that defensive line, which was supposed to be the strength, I think, for Washington. Yep. Um, the pass rush win rate, which I know is a stat we've talked about a little bit. Is decent. You know, they sit 10th at 46%. So maybe defensively, right? They can't stop the pass. The secondary has been a bit of a sieve. Maybe the pass rush can generate something and get Mahomes into trouble uh and cause some problems. But the counterpoint to that is Casey's offensive from a pass block win rate is sitting down at seventh at 63%. So 10th, 46% in terms of pass win, pass rush win. And then, you know, 7, 63% from a blocking standpoint. So I think even some of that good on defense might get counteracted here. And I just think they're going to struggle, um, you know. So we'll see. I I want points, points, lots of points to to go with my chalk.
0: I love it. So you're on officially the Chiefs minus Chiefs seven?
1: minus seven.
0: And you want these points. Are you looking at a total there or, or no way?
1: Probably not just because, again, I don't know what that Washington team is going to be, but it could be a good overplay. Mm-hmm. You know, you got two defenses that are struggling um, should look into what that number is set at and might be a good little sprinkle or a good little hedge spot. Maybe they don't cover because the back door is very open and, uh, you know, you could recoup some of that dollars or go one and one in a game with with a bit of a total play. The Chiefs yep. team total might be a might be a play as well. I'm sure it'll have some inflation to it. Um, but again, yeah. those are all set averages, you know, off of the the, the way the game total is set. So, not a bad place to look. It's a good point.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think my only concern here, similar to the kind of the handicap on the Pats, right? If the Pats want to win that game, in theory, they need to dominate the run. It's a pretty good run offense from from the Chiefs with Gibson, and this is a rush DVOA on this Kansas City Chief team at 32. So,
1: that defense. Is also a Civ.
0: Yeah, yeah. But hey, who knows? Maybe they sell out to stop the run and say, hey, Scary Terry, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us because we have Tyreek Hill. So if you're going to go one-to-one there, yeah, I guess I go with the Chiefs as well. Speed. Speed, speed, speed. All right, good stuff. Where does it take us? One more play? That takes us. Yeah, we got one more play here, I believe. Um, And I'm looking at the Cardinals here at plus three, minus 114. That line currently available on FanDuel. Uh, Still undefeated, right? Yeah, still undefeated. So, uh, you know, I don't love that I'm going on a team this week that's 5-0 and against the spread, another one that's right. 5-0 and straight up. But, you know, I'm following the data more so than anything else outside of, like, trends. So should they regress? Probably. Do I think they're going to regress this week? No. No. You know, it's time in market, not timing the market, and I'm not going to try to predict when one of these teams crashes. When when the data still holds true. So when we look at the cards here, obviously they're playing the Browns. One thing right off the top that's a big concern of mine. Uh, shout out to the great Fusini for this tip. The wind, as of right now, looks like it's going to be howling uh, in in Cleveland. Not surprising, coming off that Great Lake. And that's okay, but keep an eye on it. If it gets too, too, too windy, you know, call it 13 miles per hour plus, uh, perhaps tread lightly on this one. But we're going to assume that the wind will be okay, and we're going to follow the season stats so far. So Cardinals on defense, number four. Browns on defense, number 12. Great. Offense, pretty much a wash here. Cards, eight. Eight. Uh, Brown's number six. So very, very similar here. The Dave for the cards defense is number 10 versus number four. So I'm calling it almost a wash, pretty equal, you know, with plus or minus a few, uh, uh, you know, variants here. It's, it's pretty equal. And, you know, we look at yards per play. We look at points per play. Also very similar cards offense. Yards per play, 6.3. Browns, 6.3. Offensive points per play for the Cardinals, 4.482. For the Browns, 0.426. So again, any given Sunday, those are very, very close. Defense, we're seeing the same. While there's a little bit of an advantage for the Cardinals on offense, there's a little bit of an advantage for the Browns on defense, at least from a yards per play perspective, 5.6 for the Cardinals, 5.1 for the Browns. But this defense for the cards is winning the points per play, but still very, very close, 0.304, 0.390. So similar all around, you know, easy answer is, okay, you take the dog. Factor in home field advantage, what, that's two to three points, bam, you have your line, minus two and a half, minus three, pretty sharp. You know, perhaps you can conclude no action, but... And that is what I did on the original ocular Pad Town. as I've tweeted out that this board looks quite difficult this week, but went a little bit deep, diff, uh, a little bit deeper here um, and, and found some interesting, interesting tidbits that I'd like to talk about here. Um, we look about this Cleveland defense. Let's start there. They rank number 19th against the pass and number five against the run. Strength of schedule versus offenses is number 20, which... That tells me that that run number five might be a little inflated. But we look at teams they've played here. The Chiefs have a good offense. They scored 33. The Chargers have a good offense. They scored 47. The Texans have a mediocre offense. They scored 21. The Bears, at the time, I think still do have a mediocre offense. They only scored six. The Vikings are inconsistent. They're ranked number 17 in terms of offensive efficiency here. They only scored seven. So this is a defense that's allowed points to good offenses and stopped bad offenses. Enter the Cardinals, who rank number four on offense. And, you know, I think this Cardinals offense is obviously wildly interesting. They seem to have unlimited, unlimited weapons, very similar to the Cowboys, a lot of ways to beat you. Uh, their aerial attack is elite, number six, and then the Browns, number 19 in terms of pass defense. I think we love that. But again, the wind could very much sour uh, that stat there. So, Nonetheless, I love that. And, you know, look at the Browns matchup here. They do match up pretty well on offense uh, compared to this Cardinals defense. The Browns are number 14 in the air, but number one against the rush, um, which is essentially the inverse of of the Cardinals defense. They're better against the pass, worse against the rush. But Baker is banged up, so I don't mind fading him. Shoulder injury, non-throwing yeah.
1: shoulder, but but not good nonetheless.
0: A couple good hits from the pretty scrappy D-line who had yeah. what six or seven sacks in week one. Um, I like that. And of course, you could say, well, Baker's fine. He bounced back against the Chargers last week, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Sure. But 50% of those yards, 149 of them went to their tight end, Joku. Uh, and interestingly enough, the Chargers are number 28th in the league against tight ends this year. The Cardinals are number one in the league against tight ends per CBS sports. Uh, So that is something that, all right, Baker bounced back. But the one thing that he did well is something that this defense does really, really well. So I like to look at the Rams here as a corollary uh, because they ranked number 16 against the pass and and the Browns are number 19. And, uh, you know, this is a team, the Arizona team on the road went out and smashed that Rams team. So at the end of the day, I think Arizona just has more ways to win this game, similar to uh, the Cowboys, right? They, they can win on the ground. They can win in the air. They'll be scrappy. Their defense is good enough. Um, and and that for me is, is good enough. I'm going to take them at plus three, minus 114, currently available uh, at FanDuel Sportsbook.
1: I think this is going to be a great game and one that I definitely want to sit back and watch. Um, you know, I think what you laid out is, is key. Uh, Kyler has been... Very good, you know, MVP candidate, Kyler Murray, right? Could he, could he get there? He's been healthy, uh, which he was not down the stretch. And I think you've seen a big difference. The interesting thing with the Browns, I think in this type of matchup, and again, the weather could factor into it is you don't want them to get behind, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if they get behind and get into a hole, that's not the type of, you know, game plan that I think Baker injured or not can, can really execute, you know, I hate to call him a game manager, but he's definitely benefited from that defense and from that running game being mm-hmm. so good with the you know the one-two punch um that that they do have uh that i think in a hole in a deficit again uh trying to keep up you know similar to that the the other two breakdowns that we give i think that would be a little tougher so you really if you are on the cleveland side here you would need that defense to step up early and often and that run game to control things and not fall behind
0: yep amen i agree Agree. so let's Any not get that we want the games. opposite of that yeah 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 Blowout out <laughs> early and often no way beautiful day in cleveland yep people are drinking pumpkin beers out in the parking lot because Woo. it is fall it is autumn and we love those. it's officially
1: 30 minutes and 13 seconds into the broadcast between before the first pumpkin beer reference
0: yeah, which is perhaps the longest ever. Us. I think Sharp Betters had it. Line was at 17.5, and, and I guess they knew that we had to regress back and get into that over. Uh, so, cash. No, the,
1: the other lean, and I think you mentioned this at the top, and, and I think it's a strong line. I think it opened pre Russell Wilson injury. It was probably somewhere between minus one and minus two the other mm-hmm. way. And has swung like a full, you know, five and a half, six points to Pittsburgh minus four and a half is the Sunday mm-hmm. night game, sure. uh, in Pittsburgh between Seattle and Pittsburgh. Uh, they don't have the home field advantage. Seattle being at home, you have a Pittsburgh team that really hasn't looked good, but maybe finds a bit of a groove and a get right spot against Denver. Um, and I just honestly, I I think you're going to see firsthand, you know, how valuable Russell Wilson is to that team over these next right. few. You're starting weeks.
0: Geno Smith, is it?
1: I believe so, and Gino actually looks pretty good. You know, fairly competent. I didn't realize he was in the league anymore, but um.
0: yeah, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. I thought the Jets ruined him too, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, I do lean Pittsburgh in that game. I'm gonna dig a little bit more, you know, the fact that it is Sunday night and look at it. Um, it's hard to trust the Steelers' offense and whatever Ben Roethlisberger has done this year. But again, you know, when you're matching up against geno and a seahawks team that's trying to find themselves on the road uh pittsburgh not really a place i want to play in prime time uh, sure. against against a good defense so four and a half might be a a touch too many but i could definitely see that being you know easily a a three to six three to seven point w for the the steelers trying to get back to five hundred
0: yeah, that feels good I like that a lot honestly I yeah. kind of totally spaced that that Gina was going to be taking taking the helm there Yeah, the only other game saw I think Russell Wilson's I'm looking at finger
1: here, it was uh, going some the, different directions
0: yeah Weesh. not how you not how you draw it up I think the yeah. only other game I'm looking at here is by the Bills minus six again a little trappy that's and, Monday night right yeah okay. Titans are getting healthy right yeah. a little bit a couple of defensive starters scrappy back. always scrappy both receivers coming back they kind of turned it around last week but i mean it was the jags but yeah. one thing i like but still, here is still those huge were games they were
1: they you know th- coming off a loss to the jets so it's not like they haven't had letdown spots you know so it's almost right. better to see them actually put their foot all the way to down to the pedal and, and get the job done even against a bad team
0: yeah big time man big time but one stat here that i'll call out uh, cuz we're pushing up on time here but defensive DOA, dvoa for the bills number 1 Obviously, their strike, the schedule isn't fantastic, but the Titans uh, here is number 30 or number 27 on defense. So, when you have this high powered offense of the Bills going against one of the worst defenses in the league, I don't know if this is what six Tyler Walsh is, is saying. Is a lot. He's, he's yeah.
1: talking about that Bills, that Titan secondary. Here it comes. Hey, Titan secondary man. is up. Yeah. Yep.
0: This is a Titans defense that's allowing 6.2 yards per play, which is mediocre. A Buffalo defense that's allowing 4.3. That is a huge gap. That's as big as it gets in the NFL. Offenses are, Titans have just been inefficient in the red zone is what it boils down to. But uh, either way, the Buffalo is also winning that yards per play and points per play on offense. So I think six is enough. I think Buffalo continues to be elite. Love uh, to see it.
1: You know what I'm doing before football this, this weekend?
0: getting some pumpkin beers or apple picking apple cider pumpkin beers fall activities you better get some of those motherfucking donuts bro (laughs) cider donuts those in apple coming. cider donuts are elite, almost as elite as Davis Mills looked last week, almost as elite as Joe Flacco used to be. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Live viewers, thank you for tuning in. Chat, thank you for contributing, asking questions, chiming here or there. I still don't think that the Cowboys are overrated, even though because of their strength of schedule. Anyway, this is, this was, and this always will be short-term, high-volatility investments. We'll see you next week.
1: Cheers, all.